You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Ravenswood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Ravenswood After Show. And now you're mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I Hi, love. Ravenswood fans. Bing is for doing. We are doing another recap of Ravenswood. So this is season one, episode two, Death and the Maiden. A lot of scary things happening, and it's not even Halloween yet. I know. How is, creepy. They really went for it this week. I was super creepy. I was, too. I was kind of closing my eyes for a second not to see. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, oh, there was blood and just, like, music turning on randomly. It definitely felt like a Halloween week episode. Hello, yes. Hello. <laughs> see, we even have the random music going. It's, um, We're trying to be a little festive. Yes. <laughs> I was actually hoping they weren't going to see uh, show the scene where... Miranda is being, uh, you know, open up, but we'll get to it. Let's start off with opening the scene in the episode. We see uh, a recap of last week, how uh, they fell into the water, the car fell into the water, and we see the teens being transported to the hospital um, in an ambulance. I was glad there was no time lapse there. Like, I like that they jumped immediately into that, and we kind of saw the ambulance and them going into the hospital and uh, Miranda, of course, being raced into the hospital. And all the others seemed miraculously kind of uninjured. Uh, they, yeah, they, they, they did. Yeah. No water damage. N- their hair was fine. You know, <laughs> they didn't have any any damage, it seems so. Yeah. But, you know, we, we do see Miranda being rushed and she's the only one that's in critical condition. And soon after, they do announce that Miranda has died. Um, she's passed away. Caleb is freaked out. You know, he's not letting any of the uh, the nurses do their jobs. You know, they come to drop blood from the lab, and he's, you know, making sure that they don't drop blood, they don't yeah. touch anyone until, you know, people's parents right. come, which is correct because they're underage, so you should wait. Until their parents come. Couldn't agree with you more on that, but I thought it was interesting that he, like, stepped in and was the protector in so many ways, and he'd known her for apparently under 48 hours. I mean, a short amount of time. We're not exactly sure of the time frame here, but a few days at the most. Well, it must be the past history connecting them back together, but, you know, that's something that we'll touch upon later on. (laughs) Of course, yeah. I mean, it's true, but I just was like, wow, he is stepping into that, like, I almost thought Big Brother kind of role. I think because he was with Miranda, and they did experience a lot of the same things as soon as they stepped into Ravenswood, which is why he felt like he needed to ask questions, he needed to protect these people, because all he knows is that he's the only one experiencing these things. You know, he doesn't know that maybe the town, it's normal for them. Yeah. So, you know, he does mention to Remy that he doesn't think 
Miranda just grabbed the wheel uh, be out of nowhere. She He thinks that she saw something. He and, doesn't know what it is. And I was wondering if Remy was playing devil's advocate on that. I feel like they all must know there was some reason she turned that wheel. And it, they don't seem to think that it was a suicide wish or what have you. There had to be some other reason. So I was wondering if she was in some ways just playing devil's advocate. Well, it can be, and we have a couple of theories that we're going to go over today, so um, should we jump into it, or yeah. should we wait until later on? I mean, we can jump into a theory or two if you want. You know, because you do bring up Remy being playing devil's advocate, so I think it's a probably yeah. a good time to bring in the theory. So, we see in Season 4, Episode 6 of um, Pretty, Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars, it's called Under the Gun, for those who want to go and check it out. It's when Toby and... Um, Spencer visit Ravenswood, and mm-hmm. Spencer is determined to find uh, the house mom to ask questions, find out what happened to Allie. And when they walk in uh, to the town, it's so dark, so mysterious, and it just seems like the residents are so oblivious to their present life. Everything seems to be in the past, and the way they're worshiping the the angel in the middle of the the town. Absolutely. So, it seemed weird, and now I'm understanding and realizing why they were bringing it in. Right. I mean, now it's all making sense. I think at the time when I remember watching that episode, we all were kind of like, this is a strange... I think we knew that it was in some ways a backdoor pilot to this Ravenswood show even mm-hmm. then, but it felt so different from Pretty Little Liars and just a town over. How could it be so different? And yeah, it's it's interesting that they're, they're kind of living in the past in so many ways, and that's what we're seeing more and more on the show. Yeah. So we have a couple of theories for you guys, and we definitely want you guys to tweet us, uh, you know, comment on YouTube, iTunes, and let us know what you guys think. But our theory for today is, um, are the townspeople visiting the graves or the cemetery to, uh, to visit their loved ones, or are they visiting for themselves because it seems like everyone has a past self and a present self which we see in Caleb and Miranda and what do you think do you think that it's a thing of them visiting past you can change it later on of course I'm a big changer of opinions as I watch these shows well I think once I go into my next theory then it'll kind of See, answer it, but, um, you know, my next theory is, uh, oh, about, uh, the, the, um, that the, what was it, that the, uh, so my next theory is, um, are Caleb and Miranda sent from the past to the present to break this right. curse? Mm-hmm. And with the help of their friends, um, will they be able to actually break the curse because it seems like it's a generational thing and it's a cycle that keeps on happening Mm -hmm. and it's the same events that happen triggers a next event to take place which is usually a death and it includes the number five i love this theory that like they are coming from the past and and kind of manipulating time i for some reason I'm still not convinced that Miranda is some sort of ghost, that it's not really her, like, 
I'm just not convinced yet. So let us know what you think. Tweet us. It's There are a lot of theories out there. We've been reading them all week on Twitter. So let us know what you think, definitely. Okay, so I have two more. <laughs> and oh, we'll okay. Get into, we're, we're not we'll done get with theories. The we got it. There's, there's a lot. And, you know, I think it's going to help uh, play a role in future episodes. But what do you guys think about um, – the people living in Ravenswood, do you guys think they're stuck in purgatory and um, they're actually really dead? See, that's a theory I can totally get behind because I feel like they're kind of all playing this past, what we're mentioning before, this past-present idea. So if they're stuck in purgatory and is the end of the show where they end up, like how are they, purgatory is heaven and hell, mm-hmm. essentially, so... Do some of the characters end in hell and some in heaven, depending on their actions throughout this series? I mean, that could be a really interesting twist and make it so different from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, and I mean, it could be uh, Rosewood and Ravenswood, you know, mm-hmm. hell and heaven. You don't know. So yeah. it's that same would be creators. Cr- that would be a really interesting one That if if that's where they go with it, Ravenswood and like Rosewood being the roses, like uh-huh. the like loving thing of roses versus ravenswood which is a raven a little more ominous mm-hmm. and our final theory um are caleb and miranda related you know what our <laughs> our news and gossip will get a little bit into that i uh, i don't know i think we're gonna have to wait for news and gossip we'll leave that on a cliffhanger what do you think um, I definitely think there is some connection. I just don't know how it ties in. I don't know if but... it's because they're foster kids, though. Maybe that both of them have that similar background. And sometimes when you come from a similar background from with someone, you kind of have that instant connection. And maybe that's what you're, like, sensing. Maybe it's not familial. It's actually just that, like, friendship yeah, I had a lot of people say, well, they even look like, you know, they have the same hair. So It's a good point. I mean, it's, every... It is good. I mean, I, I can totally see it when you think about it, especially in those photos of them on the graves. They really do look very similar. And they were boyfriend and girlfriend in past uh, lifetime. Yeah. So who knows if, uh, you know, by generation they had kids, their kids had kids, and somehow, you know... They're related, maybe long-distance cousins. I'm not sure. I'm just making a theory and hoping that it sticks at the end. <laughs> I mean, I could see it going a number of ways. I, I'm not sure. I'm yet – check back with me in two weeks, and I might be like, <laughs> they are brother and sister. Like, I totally get it. But today, I'm saying I don't think so much family. So we find out in this episode that Luke's and Olivia's dad was actually the mayor of Ravenswood. Yeah. And someone had him killed. We're still trying to figure out who it is. Luke it's, has theories about his mom being the killer. She's, and she's you know, cheating on, was cheating on uh, his dad. But that's a new uh, introduction into this episode. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the mother is the first kind of suspect in the son's head. I think that's a big jump. So what has this mother done to him? Like, it made me so curious about his past as well. I definitely want to get a little bit more insight and backstory on all of the characters. Mm -hmm. With Caleb, we pretty much have a, well, we're, we have an upper hand with him being introduced in Pretty Little Liars, but we still don't know his his real past. I was about to say, we know his Rosewood past, like who he, Hannah and those experiences and his experience with his uncle slash dad, but 
we don't know how he ties into these other four individuals in Ravenswood. Okay. So let's get into um, talking about Miranda and Caleb. So Caleb is sleep. Well, when they're leaving the hospital, uh, the house mom makes a suggestion to Mr. Collins that, you know, it's kind of rude. Caleb doesn't have anyone. Why don't you invite him back to the house? Because we see all the families taking their kids, uh, taking their kids home. Yeah. And Collins invites uh, Caleb to stay with them for the day. I was really surprised that um, Caleb ended up accepting that invitation because I feel like in the last episode, didn't we end it that he was a little creeped out in that house and with the bathtub scene and the whole thing. And I was just like, oh, okay, but he has nowhere else to go. Plus, I think now he's even more desperate to get answers. I was about to say, is he going to play investigator in that house? Definitely. And I think he knows Collins has something to do with it. He doesn't know what. He still has his theories that Collins was the one that changed the the pictures on the tombstones. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he's definitely going to push the envelope and see how far he could go and how much information he could get out of Collins. I think he, yeah, I mean, that would be the only reason to be in that house. I mean, if you had such scary experiences, I would be like, I'll go to a motel. I'll do anything to not be in this house, except for the fact that he can get answers about, one, what Collins is all about, and two, Miranda's past. I think he still, this is a girl, again, he didn't know for very long. So he has to be curious what, um, you know, what was her life like? Mm -hmm. What caused it to kind of take these turns? And, you know, when he's in the house, he's taking a nap on, um, you know, the the love chair. And he has what he thinks is a dream of Miranda coming into his dream and walking him through the car accident of what really took place um, and showing him what was standing in the way of uh, the vehicle that caused her to take control of the wheel and uh, make the car, well, and turn I, the car into the water. I know Miranda claimed towards the end of the episode that it wasn't a dream that she was there. I still question that. Was it a vision, a dream? Like, I wasn't sure where that I mean, everyone believes in, everyone has their own beliefs, obviously. Yeah. You know, some have uh, believe in uh, premonition, some believe in dreams, some believe in... Um, you know, just yeah. different things. So I think at the end, it all comes together and there's some one element, obviously, that makes people see things. And some people, you know, dream and it comes true. Yeah. So is sure. it forces greater than us trying to tell us something that we don't know about? Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter how is he it was because getting lived? that information. Is yeah. it because they've already lived through it? Now they're trying to, you know, share that information. Share the information to stop us from making the same mistake once again. Yeah. You know, is it the cycle that they're trying to break? Speaking of all of that, I thought it was so interesting when I believe it was uh, Caleb and Remy were talking about did they make a mistake mm-hmm. um, taking just um, Miranda and it was supposed to be all four of us talking about those bigger, greater powers and, you know, whether or not i loved the line about the pizza too i was like what a light moment in the middle of all this intense drama yeah so i don't know i just thought it was an interesting point in that capacity that you know what is meant to happen and it it seems like that's going to play a big role in the show 
Oh, de- definitely. And I like how, it, you know, even on the in the second episode, they try to tie in Hannah and yeah. bring in Pretty Little Liars into it where the house mom walks into Caleb uh, just freaked out from from his dream and is asking him if he's called Hannah and checked in on her because, you know, they were here finding Allison and Allison is long gone. And Caleb starts questioning her and I think he's going to actually get more help from the house mom yeah. and finding answers and what really is happening because she seems to have all the answers but she she she's she can't share them i know on our pretty little liar show we talked about whether she was good or evil and tonight in this episode i felt like she was more good than evil um she seemed to want the best for caleb and to protect him in some capacity i don't know if that'll all change and she has another ulterior motive Mm -hmm. but tonight good (laughs) (laughs) and we also see miranda sharing with caleb in the dream that she has a bag which was stuck in the car Mm -hmm. so she asks caleb to get the bag because it has information that he's gonna need yeah um so we'll get into uh into that after but i want to see what you think about the weird creepy book that fell on the ground and it was called um we wrote it we both wrote leaves of grass so creepy and what happened after caleb picked up that book just with everything like the windows slamming and all of that so creepy and we have these incidents multiple times in episodes and i i don't know what the book exactly indicates yet i'm not i'm not certain of that but it definitely set off a series of events that again this like bigger power i don't know it's like leaves of grass it doesn't make sense but at the same time i feel like it's the the i don't want to say leftovers but it's the the fallen like the fallen leaves the, the fallen, fallen the more like dead yeah mm. yeah so like but the grass is still fresh new and it has life and it's growing and the fallen leaves are maybe to indicate death i don't know i'm just yeah. guessing but i also thought it was more of a spell book yeah i want to know more about it i think we kind of saw a few highlighted lines if you could pick those out and you want to tweet us let us know because we were definitely trying to pick out what those lines were in the book as soon as he starts reading everything starts moving around him right and i just thought because we had that uh, that moment of the episode where that happened but there were other times too and so it's not just the book that's causing it there's something there's definitely there. forces around them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miranda reveals later on when Caleb is reading the note uh, that he found in her bag, the note that Miranda's mom wrote for her even before she was born, mm-hmm. which helped her locate where he, where Caleb was based right. on the voice. And she said it was really difficult. But because he started reading the letter, she found him. Yeah, and he was up in what appeared to be, I guess, the, her, the guest room. I don't think it was actually her room. I think it was a guest room in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, do speaking of this greater power, do we think that that scary, scary dog um, in the junkyard where the car was, um, was that a greater power or was that just a junkyard dog that... 
I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know. It can be. It can. It can be. Uh, you know, greater power. Maybe someone who was punished came back in another form. I really don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, that dog was after them, though. I mean, intensely after them. And it was smart of Caleb to get the dog in the car for at least a bit, and then something again in in that area happened, and the dog miraculously escapes the car and gets out, and then goes after them. And, you know, I really want to know who the lady is that's standing on the bridge. But I also want to know who are the – Miranda mentions I, that there is someone else that she thinks is with her, but she doesn't know who it is. So do you think it could be her mom? It's a great question. I wasn't – I'm not sure yet. That's another one where I feel like it could be her mom. It could be some vision of herself. That was the other thought I had because she – there's all this going on, so maybe a vision of herself. Um, but also, I wondered with those the vision of the woman and this other person, is this going to be the so-called red coat of Pretty Little Liars? You know what I mean? I Where we, we don't get to know that. Like, I want to know it just as badly as you do at this point, but we're in episode two. Is this going to take seasons to get to, or do we get answers quick more quickly um, in Ravenswood? That, that's a great question, and, you know, I, I love the comments and the theories people leave for us as well, and one of the things that they did mention um, on YouTube is the we see the two red coat mm-hmm. girls in Pretty Little Liars, and we also see them in Ravenswood. Yes. Um, you know, we want to know where what you guys think, but when we watched it, um, I mentioned that it looked like one was the mom and one was the child. Um, and we also had a theory that it was, if you remember Melissa and Ren, mm-hmm. um, I guess some, some, uh, you know, relationship to Melissa and Ren, maybe the baby in some capacity that they didn't have. I'm not, I'm not sure what that exactly is, but I got it tweeted to me multiple times. So Melissa and Ren, explain it to me more. Red coat connection. <laughs> Those, yeah. We definitely want to know, but yeah. you guys can also log on to iTunes, uh, rate, comment, give us five stars, and tell a friend. It only takes a second, but make sure you put your theories. You can also tweet us. We will give you our handles after uh, later on in the show. We love hearing all of your theories. We have so much fun reading them all week long. I'm just like, this is the best. So yeah. thank you so much for sending them on over. Um, so let's go into, uh, do you have more you want to add to Miranda and Caleb? Uh, they I all tie in yeah, together, I was so gonna I'm sure say, we'll come back to it at one point. I think it, Luke and... Uh, Look at Remy. Yeah. I really want to know what is going on with Remy's dad, aside from obviously him writing the article about Luke's dad passing, being killed, and his mom being the center of that. I think he definitely has some anger issues towards his, it seems like, towards his wife and towards this relationship with, between Remy and Luke. Um, We don't fully understand why he's so upset about it yet Uh, he just is like you can't be with him and and anytime they're together he seems outraged Mm -hmm. Uh, but there hasn't been an explanation of what he did that caused that and it seems like it's more with the the parents it started with the parents Mm -hmm. and i know it has to do more than just writing an article because as soon as luke's mom walks into the hospital looks at all of them starts questioning Remy like were you the one driving were you the one driving and 
Lucas trying to calm the situation down and saying, you know, mom, you know, please don't do this. My other thought with it was that because Luke's father died and they don't know who did it yet, um, is there some, does Remy's father think that Luke could have been involved in that? Like, that was just one theory that kind of popped in my head tonight that I thought, you know, does he think that he's in this family where he could have done something to his father because we don't know uh luke's relationship with his father who's deceased either definitely um but let me jump back real quickly to uh caleb going downstairs to the the morgue uh where they hold the bodies in the hospital Mm -hmm. and he's trying to question the the attendant who's who's there if someone was brought down who is jane doe because that is the name that they had for miranda Mm -hmm. and he corrected um i think jane doe is just you know uh just like a dummy yeah if they don't know yeah if they're it's an unknown they say jane doe or um john doe i believe okay so so like female male yeah i see yeah i just wanted to make sure yeah i'm pretty sure that that's what that was relating to okay and it was really creepy how collins like all of a sudden comes in who called him i mean yeah someone fill out an app form saying emergency contact (laughs) collins no hopefully not (laughs) well i guess it's a small town everyone knows everything right yeah i mean i'm assuming that an accident like that um got out quickly in that town and that he knew miranda could have been involved maybe he heard that she was and he raced there i don't think anyone specifically called him or at least nothing like that was indicated okay um so let's go back to luke and remy Mm -hmm. i really like their relationship um i feel like it's turning into a toby and spencer relationship so cute where toby was you know at first what we saw uh he had so much darkness in him and seeing them together brought so much happiness in him so we see the same thing with luke he has a dark side to him that he doesn't open up to many people, even to his family. But with Remy, he's a completely different person. He really cares about her well-being and, um, you know, is really concerned to make sure she's okay. Yeah, he's kind of her biggest protector in so many ways. It feels like her father wants to protect her, but kind of is overbearing in the way he does it, where... Um, Luke really does have her her best interest at heart and wants, you know, wants them to be together and kind of also seems to just want to spend as much time as possible with her, which I think in a high school relationship feels right. Like that feels true to life in so many ways, because that's what you do in high school. You're like, can I spend every waking minute with him? And talking about Miranda's dad, um, not Miranda's dad, I'm sorry, about Remy's dad, do you think he was a little bit out of line questioning her like that as soon as they got home from the hospital? Um, I was kind of glad her mom jumped in to to save her and say, you know, you don't need to be questioning uh, her right now like that, especially, well, maybe you shouldn't be questioning her at all. Yes and no. I was kind of mixed on it. I agree with you. After the hospital, give her time to recover. Mentally, you need a break. Uh, but on the flip side, kind of, one, my journalistic instinct, and two, I know the way my parents would have been, and on me about every detail of what happened, and, like, she wasn't that injured, so I think in that capacity, like, most parents would want to know every detail of that incident. Okay, I just thought maybe give her a break. And I, I, her... I, I see totally both sides of it, but I, I was just like, me being, like, the in- 
curious person that I am, I would just be like, I need to know everything. But yeah, mentally, you would, on the other side of that, if you were in her position, you would want a break. So. And we see her in episode one. She's going, she's the one going after Luke, trying to, you know, get his attention to let him know that she's still here for him. But then in this episode, I was kind of confused because she's kind of distant from him in a way. You know, even in the the school when they're talking, she's like, you know, we're not supposed to be talking. He's like, well, we're in school. No one's yeah. watching us. So is no taking, one watching them? Instead of taking <laughs> the opportunity to maybe spend time with him, she she just leaves or she I don't think she's that affectionate with him. So I don't know if Caleb is playing a part in that. I mean, maybe shifting her attention a little bit, but possibly. he does come to her for help. He, d- he tells her, you know, he yeah. needs to get into her car. Uh, Miranda left a bag that he needs to get. And she says that it's um, at the... At the, like, at the junkyard. The junkyard. Um, the, but the police haven't seen it yet. So maybe it's, like, a police holding area. I'm not sure exactly what that area was. But all fenced in and kind of looked junkyardy. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they make plans to meet after school at the coffee shop and uh, head over to to get the car yeah uh, to get the back from the car i'm wondering if she you know works at the newspaper and she's just as curious about what happened as caleb is so maybe it's more of like she he's her partner in crime kind of thing like Mm -hmm. she knows she can get the answers with him where luke she maybe he's not as interested or she doesn't feel like he would be as good as it so he's she's kind of leaving him out of the loop on it i don't necessarily think it's that she's less interested in him because they still seem you know like a strong couple it's just that maybe like spencer used to do this in pretty Mm -hmm. little liars to go off and have her own little (laughs) investigations so maybe this is kind of mirroring that in a lot of ways so they go to the junkyard and it's a mission trying to get that bag oh I we was, mentioned the dog <laughs> we cannot the forget dog, the dog the window the car window you know oh yeah that was scary smashing her i was like please step away from the windows i'm so done with windows from pretty little <laughs> all the way to ravenswood <laughs> yeah once she stuck her head in and i was just like get it out of there grab what you need and get out <laughs> i know and you know of course, Caleb comes to the rescue, mm-hmm. uh, breaks the window, and as soon as they think they're free, here comes the dog chasing mm-hmm. after them. So thank God Luke was Luke yeah. came right. to make sure she was okay. And then when they fight, as soon as he does come, Caleb and um, and Luke get into a fight over protecting um Remy and I thought that it was an interesting moment because allegedly it was protecting her in that moment but it kind of felt like a fight for her mentioning like the romantic possibility with Caleb it kind of did feel like two guys fighting for the same girl well that's what I was mentioning yeah um but Luke also has a similar experience when he's in the the gym working out and all of a sudden the lights go out and the weights fall on him that was terrifying like, I, I don't know, like, I anyone who's ever lifted a weight, I feel like, would be terrified by that. Yeah, I want to know, what have these kids done? I mean... Or what has their past self, you know, done I was going to say, that- yeah, the past life, I wonder about, or as we mentioned earlier, past to present. Like, what's going on here that there's this chase for, how did these five get... um 
get pegged in mm-hmm. this way because we see other kids. It's not like they're the only five in this town. I just I want to know what their inner connections are that they're the I hate to say chosen five, mm-hmm. but selected. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and I'm I'm still trying to come up with theories, mm-hmm. but I can't. Uh, so let's talk about Olivia a little bit. Uh, she's more. She seems like she's the one that's living her life a little bit uh, and not getting involved too much in what's going on. But Uh, it's kind of slapping her in the face in a major way. I mean, we saw in the pilot that she, of course, was kind of targeted at homecoming with, um, I guess, the red paint or blood, I think we debated it last week, being splattered all over her beautiful dress. But at least it's not forces. At least it's humans and it's, people. It's true. It's, do, you know, it feels a little more A, if you want to compare it to Pretty Little Liars, than yes. it does this, like, force that's uncontrollable. Like, the girls on Pretty Little Liars are able to go after this A team, A person, whatever you want to refer to it as. But on this show, there are these forces that they can't chase a force like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to go about that? So they have to look into their past. Makes me want them to make a giant family tree. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we see in this episode, she gives up her crown. Um, I'm just going to go to the end because yeah. we don't see a lot of uh, interaction with her and everyone else mm-hmm. in the episode. So she gives up her crown uh, for Homecoming Queen to her friend because she's just tired of the whole life and living uh, pretending like everything is okay when in reality it's not and she doesn't know what's going on she's questioning her mom did you you know kill my dad were you having an affair uh what's going on because now she's coming out with all of these questions and what seemed to be uh speculation from her brother's end is now turning into her own thoughts yeah it's an interesting um in a lot of ways i feel like she is kind of the eyes of, not the eyes of the audience so much, but just, like, kind of the watcher over it all. Like, she's not as involved as the others are, and she's kind of there to come up with her own theories. I think we're, she's going to be, in a lot of ways, that outsider in this. She's the fifth one. She doesn't seem as interested in investigating the whole thing. She just, want exactly what you were saying, wants to live her life. And has this her father was killed her brother's being tormented like she's got a lot on her plate and she is even as we mentioned homecoming but yeah uh so let's move on to mr collins and the house mom they seem to have a very interesting relationship and i'm not a happy one no but he keeps around for a reason and i don't think it's just to keep, you know... Uh, to keep charge the, of the house, yeah. Yes, I think there is more history. We just don't know what's going on. And I feel like maybe she was his nanny when, How, yeah. you know, he was younger. It's creepy. Because but. we don't hear a lot about the story except him and his sister. Yeah, I, I wonder, you know, if he wants her there or he wants her there for some other purpose if that makes sense like it's one thing to want companionship and that was initially what i thought it's like this woman who can be his companion in some Mm -hmm. capacity but i now wonder with all of this going on if he thinks that she has information that he needs i'm not sure why she remains there and why she would stay there as well like it's Mm -hmm. a two-way street 
Of course. My favorite line for um, from today's episode mm-hmm. was the house mom telling Mr. Collins, she said, we leave all these questions around for the children to trip over. It's and I was thinking, well, what do you know? Yeah. And what are you leaving out that they're finding out? And or how much do you know? So and if you do know, why aren't you trying to do something to protect the town? I or the people. And she mentions to Collins, when you went to the hospital, how many bodies were you expecting to find? Yeah, just to expand on our earlier theory related to this, I wonder if some of the characters have kind of multiple lives. Mm-hmm. Um like she seems like someone who could have had one life come back. You know, and and have all this kind of catalog of what happened, but not yet be sharing it. But some of them could be this is, you know, they're trying to figure it out, if that makes sense. So it's it's, it could be a mixed. It can be because we see in the the future episode when um, Caleb and Remy are talking and Caleb is telling the the rest of them that he's seen Miranda and he's heard um, and he mentions the word ghost and Mm -hmm. none of them look surprised. It yeah. seemed like it was yeah. kind normal. of commonplace, yeah, normal for them. So mm-hmm. maybe some people have accepted um, these forces mm-hmm. and have taken them as part of their lives. Yeah, and some are in denial, and maybe the house mom is the one that uh, has accepted it and used what they've told her to. It's true. It's play good, out her life. It's a good point. We should also mention before we move on that um, Caleb, of course, did call Hannah. She she wasn't completely ignored. We were worried that we were, like, never going <laughs> to see Hannah ever again. And we didn't see her tonight, but he was allegedly on the phone with her, but didn't mention what happened to Miranda. I know. So crazy. I was, I was really surprised by that because I always thought of him as being the guy who was super upfront. I was thinking that, too, up until I realized how Hannah is. Yeah. And if she were to leave Rosewood and drive to Ravenswood, I think he would be very freaked out, getting her involved in everything that's going on. He doesn't know if he's really seeing Miranda, if she really exists, is she dead? He's questioning all of this, and I don't think he wants Hannah around being paranoid and freaked out until he has the answers. I was going to say, and also he knows that she's dealing with A and dealing with her mother being in jail and then being released. Like, she's got a lot on her plate as well, Hannah, so maybe he's just trying to keep it to himself. Maybe he's trying to protect her in some way. And when the cop approaches Caleb in the coffee shop and he is completely putting Miranda down and trying to make it seem like she's this horrible person. I'm just wondering where he got his information from. Is someone feeding him information just to cover the story and make it go away? In some way, I thought it was like his naivety. Uh, Well, I guess the police officer knew all these negative things about her. But I felt like Caleb was either trying to protect her or kind of naively just being like, this is a girl who I just met. Like, she couldn't be all of these things. Yeah, I don't know how the police officer got all that information. Um, It's possible, though, like, this town, as we mentioned before, really small. Um, Collins has lived there, it appears, for a long time. Maybe he knows things about her from him. A lot of different possibilities there. Uh, or maybe knew her mother at some point? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> it's a, just another one to throw out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, 
Do you want to go into a little bit of news and gossip? Yeah, let's do that. After Buzz TV News. So as we teased earlier, um, Miranda and Caleb, there's kind of lots of Twitter thoughts on what that relationship is. It, are they going to be romantically involved? Are they friends? Are, is it a family thing? What's going on there? And um, Oliver Oliver Goldstick, who it, of course is the executive producer, one of the executive producers, um, did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and he says that... Um, uh, we're already getting hate mail for um, Miranda stealing Caleb from Hannah. But it's a friendship, ladies and gentlemen. He's allowed to be friends with other girls, isn't he? She's not some homewrecker. So that's an interesting quote coming off of tonight's episode after she's died. And so asking they, to stay to spend the night yeah, with him. Right. So, like, what's going on there? That's, that's a great, interesting thing to have said by a producer of the show. Um, and then Tyler Blackburn, of course, uh, who plays Caleb, I'm sure everyone knows that by now, did an interview with Hollywood Life, and he's talking about filming that bath scene that we saw. And there's so many of these creepy scenes, so you would think that the actors must get sick of filming them at some point. He actually thinks that they're a lot of fun to film. Um, <laughs> he said that was actually a really cool um, scene to shoot. It was exciting, but kind of nerve-wracking. Walking around the set in basically a thong, because he's <laughs> naked, obviously, in in, in the bathtub. Um, but, you know, Hollywood magic. Um, but I did that all myself. We had somebody holding me underwater. I popped up after the first take, and I was like, that's awesome. Let's do it again. <laughs> so you should check out that entire interview on Hollywood Life. He talks about kind of the future of Caleb and Hannah and also compares the bath scene to filming a love scene with Ashley Benson. So there's that. Um, the show, we've mentioned this before, is filmed in New Orleans. Um, and Marlene King uh, says that the show should remind you of past horror films. The Twilight Zone, um, Truly Madly in Love, and The Sixth Sense are all films that they pull from for to make Ravenswood look the way it does, feel the way it does. It's so creepy. We, it definitely uh, is. I thought, like, episode two, would it get worse or, you know, better in that capacity? Definitely is holding true to its creepy self. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're going to do some predictions. Yes. Um... And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I'm still trying to tie everything together. Uh, yeah, you have to understand. We just watched this episode, yes. so lots of not We're a lot of time. We're still on episode two, so yeah, I'm sure there's a lot that's gonna happen that we will find out later. Mm -hmm. But I want to know what what is the troop coming back home have to do with the five, especially the teens being killed? Yeah, and. I don't know if maybe it's a family thing. Again, it's a generational thing. But Remy finds out in, in this episode that when after that car accident, so she's researching and she finds out that there was an explosion at a school and the laboratory uh, accident killed five kids in the school. In addition, it was before she found the, the article about the troop coming back. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point that she has realized that the, this is like the power of five situation. She understands that there are five of them, and she keeps finding these articles about 
deaths coming in fives in this town. So I think that that's going to play a big role, that she's starting to put those puzzle pieces together. In the first episode, she didn't seem to have any of the puzzle pieces. And now we're starting to get, like, the border of the puzzle, if you will. My prediction is going to be, and it's a little bit too extreme, but... I like it. Go for it. (laughs) You know, it's Ravenswood, and I have to be a little bit extreme. I think Remy's dad Mm -hmm. and Luke's mom... They're involved in this whole thing more from the from the perspective of controlling the forces some way. I don't know how. Ooh, okay. But I feel like that's why Remy's dad is trying to keep her so close to watch everything that she does to make sure he finds out what she finds out. And even going back to episode one, as soon as Caleb's name came up, he rushed Like, how do you know who this person is? And do you know every single name off the top of your head that's passed away? It's an interesting one. See, I had a similar but different prediction. Um, I thought that Remy's father and Caleb, or not Caleb's mother, uh, that Luke's mother were in some sort of romantic entanglement, an affair of some sort. And that's why Mm. um, he doesn't want his daughter dating Luke because he knows what he's doing with his mother ah that's very interesting yeah (laughs) well thank you guys so much for watching um until next time where can everyone find you yeah you can find me on twitter at stephanie wenger and you guys can find me on twitter and instagram real emma k please don't forget to check out emmacasecloset.com from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz tv buzz you later the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz tv or its owners or principals 